This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey everybody, this is Phil Town. And this is Danielle Town. Welcome to the Invested Podcast, where we are continuing to focus on investing in pretty much anything, but basically doing it the way Warren Buffett does it. That's the idea. That's the idea. That is the ability to go out and buy a business as a business. So our investments are businesses, not shares of stock, not real estate, not, you know, gold, not, in other words, we, we buy things that we can value as a business. And Manesh Prabhai, who is one of my favorite investors to follow, who does lovely, uh, really great uh, YouTube videos at Boston University with a friend of his who teaches there, sometimes at Columbia. Manesh calls it Dondo investing, if I'm not saying that wrong. How would you say D-H-A-N-D-E-H-O, I think? Dondo, yeah, cool. yeah, I hear, I cool. hear Dondo. Huh, I don't know. Okay, Dondo, <laughs> which, which is, I guess it's Hindi or Sanskrit for uh, business-like investing investing in businesses. So the idea being, and this is very Warren Buffett and very Charlie Munger, the idea, and this is really important right now because we are we are in this pandemic and we are facing a stock market that has disconnected itself from what's going on out there in the real world. And there's all sorts of reasons why that, that's the case, which we could talk about already, or what you already have, I guess, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But But it's important that when we think about buying something, we don't think about it like most people who think of themselves as investors who are looking at what its price was. Um, that's just a little too much like buying gold jewelry on Miami Beach oh, yeah. at a store that says 80% off. You were cracking me up about that recently. <laughs> right? So we, we don't look at what prices people have paid or were willing to pay or want to charge you. When we're looking at buying a business, we're, what we're buying is a cash flow. A few, we're exchanging current cash today, our you know our ten thousand dollars. We're we're giving that over to somebody in exchange for cash flow tomorrow, and that is really the essence of a business investment. Um, that's one essence of it. The second essence is to pay a reasonable price. You have to be able to exchange your cash today. For something that reflects the risk that you might not get all the way paid out, you might only get part of it, you might get none of it, that there's risk in buying a business. Mm-hmm. And it, and your your payout has to reflect that. And if it doesn't reflect that, then you're simply speculating. You're just hoping that something wonderful will happen. So business investing is the idea of going in and doing something with a high degree of certainty that you understand, uh, uh, you understand this business and you could... You could, you know, understand what's going on with it. You may not be able to operate it day to day, right? You might not know how to make something, but you can certainly understand the numbers that are being produced here. And you understand the market size and you understand the potential for this business to be out there and you understand how it's going to compete. So you understand things the way you would if you were a business person 
owning a business. It's fantastic. It's really, really a brilliant way of thinking about it. Dondo investing. Yeah. So and, it's uh, buying something for a price that makes sense because you understand what you're expecting to get out of it for that price. Exactly. It's not just exactly. like, oh, it seems like people were paying less last week. So I better get on this before it goes way up. That's yeah. Not... And don't, don't get me wrong. People speculate all the time and they do it successfully. Right. I mean, real estate's the classic example of pure speculation. Um, people pay nearly anything for real estate in a good location. Up in Vancouver last year, people were coming from overseas and buying Vancouver. Beautiful, these huge, uh, beautiful buildings full of condos. And people were buying these condos um, that they would then rent out, theoretically. And they were getting a yield of 2%. Mm -hmm. So that would mean that you paid let's say a million dollars for the condo and after you rent it, pay property management, pay your taxes and insurance, what you have left to put in your pocket is $20,000. Now think about that for a second. They are, for some reason, buying an asset that has a certain risk to it, right? Because you may not be able to rent it out. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe you can't rent it out for that price you thought because there's too much on the market, which actually turned out to be the case. And if you can't rent it out, then you're not getting anything out of that. You're having a negative cash flow. It's costing you money to be in that investment. Whereas you could have gone out at the same time last year and quite easily bought a U.S. Treasury note for 10 years. They, they would pay you 2.5%. Hmm. No risk whatsoever. Hmm. No risk whatsoever. Other than inflation right? Which maybe you're worried about. So people are looking at these investments and sometimes they don't look at them as anything other than a hedge or they look at them as a place to park money. Uh, maybe if you're Chinese and you want to get the money out of China, you you maybe buy Vancouver real estate and don't care what you pay for it um, because you're worried about confiscation of your wealth in China. So lots of different reasons I mean, people uh, will Yeah. And obviously prices. some people are living in those places and they buy it as right. a, <laughs> I mean, Although it's a very many. different thing, right? Then buying real estate well, yeah. is often very different from buying a pure investment such as a treasury bond. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and It's but a safe that, haven. You rent it out, but if you can't rent it or you need a place to go, you can go there. It's a place you can live, like, you know, all those right. sorts of reasons. Right, right. There, so there, there may be good reasons, which are not good business, necessarily good business reasons, Exactly, right? exactly, exactly. So I love what Monash says. He says, basically, we want to buy businesses um, that reflect all of Warren Buffett's teaching, right? All the things we've covered here for years. And we want to do them in such a way that we have a free lottery ticket. And I think this is really important for what we're going to talk about today. Okay. We, we get a free lottery ticket. That's super, super critical because of what Charlie calls the vicissitudes of life. And the fact that we're not necessarily people with 160 IQs, we may not have figured everything out perfectly. We're human. We make mistakes. Things happen. We need to buy with a huge margin of safety. And and what Monash means by a free lottery ticket is the margin of safety is so huge on buying this business that if I need to get rid of it, I will be able to get rid of it for what I paid for it. That's Monish's hmm. view, right? And and that's that. That's I don't a relate more... to this concept of the free lottery ticket at all because it's, it's a not good free. Idea. Well, it yeah, is but... if you can turn it in any time for what you paid for it. 
Oh, so that's the concept. So it's that I can sell it for what I paid for it. Therefore, it costs me nothing. Therefore, right. it's quote unquote free. Okay. It has, it has no downside. And the lottery or, or ticket part of it terms. is it could end up being worth a heck of a lot more. Exactly. That's okay. that's a, It's a lovely concept. I really like it. I think he's added something to the rule one lexicon here that, <laughs> that uh, because Warren and Charlie talk about, of course, margin of safety they got from Ben Graham. And by that, they mean... As Charlie says, a fair price, something, you know, and by that, they mean I would pay the private company price for a public company mm -hmm. is kind of how that boils down, mm -hmm. um, which turns out to be about half of what public companies sell for um, in, in just historically. Because a, a private company is not liquid. You don't have the same laws protecting you when you buy something like that from the games they play with accounting and skeletons in the closet are almost, you know, guaranteed when you buy a private company. So um, for all of those reasons, mostly for liquidity, there just isn't uh, a lot of buyers out there ready to jump out and buy that company. You're not going to get as big a price. So um, they like that price, which turns out to be about a 50% discount from, from the, the value of the, of the company. And they like the idea that um, you are being very conservative when you value that business. Like you don't look out there and see, oh, you know, it's going to just go up like a rocket forever. All right. These are all important concepts and they, they will help us, I think, in trying to talk about a company we want to talk about today because you just had an experience being locked away here pending <laughs> land over in Zurich. So, okay. Talk, talk to me. What, what has gone on recently? Okay. So, a few weeks ago, my husband said, you have to exercise. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to. And he brought his bike up out from the basement and put it on a trainer. And I have a bike and a trainer. And he took my bike up from the basement and put it on a trainer. And so I said, okay, fine. I will ride my bike in the living room but I have to be able to watch TV while I do it because it is the most boring thing on the face of the earth to ride a bike and go nowhere. So I, I did it like three times. Like I watched the TV and it was not horrible, but not great. And I managed to exercise. So it was a, it was a minor success. And I was telling my friend that I had been doing this and she said, oh, I just bought a Peloton bike. And I was like, oh, why on earth did you do that? <laughs> because isn't it just a really overpriced bike when you could just buy a regular stationary bike if that's what you want? And she said, well, they haven't delivered the bike yet, so I don't really know. But in the meantime, because there's all this, all these delivery backlogs and she's in the U.S., it's about a month delay for her and she still hasn't gotten it to this day. Um, and so in the meantime they gave her the app to use. So I kind of in the back of my head had known that there was a Peloton app because I had been looking at exercise apps on my phone and stuff, but I hadn't downloaded it. And I didn't really put together that you could actually use it without having the bike. But she didn't have the bike. And she said, I've been using this app. And she has a recumbent bike that her husband uses for um, rehab. And so she was like, I tried it using the recumbent bike and did a spin class and it wasn't bad. And I said, oh, I should try that with my bike because watching Netflix is insanely boring while I ride this bike. So we made a date together. We both got on the same ride. I downloaded the app. It's a 30-day free trial right now. 
I haven't even paid anything. And, um, and we both did the same ride. And it was so much more fun than watching even like a good TV show while I was riding the bike. And I got a workout and I was kind of into it and I got my stats and, you know, it was fun. So then we decided, okay, we should do it again. So we've done now a couple rides together. And so it's a really nice thing because she, like, we don't live in the same country even. And, um, and it's something that we can do together. And then... Wait, how do you do a ride together? How does that work? So the way it works is we each have the app and there's two ways that you can take... um, Okay, so for everybody who's never heard of the Peloton, let me just back up. The Peloton is a stationary bike that comes with a built-in screen and they stream cycling classes, like basically spin classes onto this screen. And the app does the exact same thing, except it's just on your phone or your tablet or your computer. I have figured out how to get it up on my TV. So what we both do is log into the app. There are classes that are um, actually live. So they have like a time that they actually start and everybody starts the class all together and it's live streaming. There are classes that are quote unquote live streaming, but really they're recorded classes that the the company just starts at a certain time. And then there are thousands of on-demand classes, which you just press start and it starts. So the way we've done it together is we did first like a scheduled class together. So we both were starting with like, you know, 4,000 other people at the same time. And then we also have done an on-demand one where we both just press start at roughly the same time. And that worked equally well. So yeah, it works okay. And I mean, you know, it's a little janky with the app. Like I can see how it's better with the bike. Um, The bike gives you more stats about what's going on and what Peloton does that's they're claiming is different from any other company is they have a, an ongoing leaderboard where everybody in that class at a given time, including the on-demand classes, it, can, it tells you who is number one, number two, number three, number four, et cetera, down to like number 20,032 because they do have some classes these days that have like 20,000 people in them because they have so few live classes right now because they've had to start streaming them from the instructor's homes. They had to shut down their studio. Um, so they've had some issues in the last few months as pretty much every, every company has. Uh, so you get this real-time update about your status and your power output and how you're doing compared to everybody else. And so people get really into the competitive part of that and like getting there, you know, you pedal a little harder and you suddenly like move up the leaderboard. And that's apparently very exciting. Although I wouldn't know because if you only have the app, you don't get to be part of the leaderboard. So that's a benefit to paying for this bike that I don't have. Um, but I don't really care because I'm not very competitive about that sort of thing. So it's not really a draw for me. Um, so this bike, let's get into the price here. This bike is insanely expensive. I want to make sure I get the numbers right. It costs in the U.S. right now $2,245. That is no joke. That's a heck of a lot of money. This company also sells a treadmill and the treadmill is almost $4,300. It's crazy. And then on top of that, so the, the app is only 13 bucks a month, but um, 
people who have the bike have to pay $39 a month for their subscription on top of buying the bike itself. Hmm. So it's expensive. And Hmm. that's basically why I ignored it for so long. I just thought it was this sort of very expensive bike situation and only crazy people would buy it. But now... My husband says that I should be getting a referral fee from this company. And by the way, I am not getting any. This is not an advertisement. I just really like their classes. So I'm telling everybody about my sudden Peloton addiction. And I'm getting everybody into it, including you, Dad. I'm going to bring you on. And it's not just cycling classes, which, again, I also thought, oh, it's just bike classes. No, they have running classes for the outdoors. You don't have to have their your, their treadmill. You can go out and they do an audio class that's basically like a spin class, but for running. So it's like run faster, run slower, whatever. They have stretching classes. They have foam rolling classes. They have yoga classes, which I have tried a couple of yoga classes, and they're pretty good. Um they've got a few other kinds of classes. So it's like lots of stuff. And of course, as soon as I started thinking about all of this stuff, I immediately looked up the company because that's how I do things in investing practice. And it turns out Peloton is a publicly traded company. They just went public last year in September. So it's very new. It's not an official rule one qualified company at all because I know that our rule is that it has to have 10 years, not only 10 years of documents and being public, but 10 years of good financial (laughs) reports for 10 years. And Peloton is not profitable and it hasn't even been public for um, even one year. We don't even have an annual report yet. So everybody who's on my invested practice newsletter Uh, has got my whole write-up about this thing and has read all of this stuff that I just said. But I wanted to talk to you about it on the podcast today because it's so fun to think about this company and because it'd be interesting to see what you think it's actually worth. So what other questions do you have? What else can I answer? Oh, man. Okay. So let's let's start right where we would start um, if we wanted to own a business that's very interesting to us. So mm-hmm. the the first thing I think of is how did I come on to this business? Where where did this appear in my life? Yeah, right? good question. Um, and you've just answered that quite, quite well. Yes. And that's my favorite thing. I think that's exactly where it should be. Something we use, we're attracted to. It's really cool. We like it. It's different. We start to understand why people are doing Peloton. Yeah. Why, why Peloton over the hundreds of fitness apps that are out there. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's, that's an interesting point because there's kind of two different, not kind of, there's two different levels of users. They're the people like me who only have the app and can delete it in half a second and go get want to go get Nike. The Nike app is great. Go get one of the, you know, hundreds of other fitness apps out there, which all offer very good things. Or there are the people who have put in thousands of dollars into this piece of exercise equipment and can't just go and drop it and choose something else. They have to use the Peloton service to use that bike. So, so what's, it's what's very the different. thing? Right. As, as you're looking at this, you're, you're very aware, right? You, 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 you got to ask, am I, am I really capable of understanding this business? 
And just what you're off, off and the word is capable of, right? Not necessarily you do immediately, but you feel pretty comfortable that you could, you could get it. I feel very comfortable with this business. Yes. Okay, cool. So there we go. Big check mark there. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean you will, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it may True. end up in the too hard box yep. as you dig deeper, Yep. but that's cool. That's where you got to start. I think I can get it. Then we go to the Do you moat. think you then, can get it? Yeah, I think I can get it. Okay. I mean, an exercise machine company? Sure. Yeah. I feel it's like, like it's in the part of the world that I'm involved in, and I'm with you. I'm sitting here at home, and Melissa takes me on long walks with Bo and Rhett, and we go on horseback rides, and I'm trying to figure out how to better use my horse to get it more of a workout, right? So I'm starting to do some dressage, and, and it's a little harder on me. Um and I'm not playing polo anymore, and that was where I used to stay in shape. So yeah, yeah, I gotta f- gotta protect <laughs> that body. All my family is like, <laughs> "Don't do it, stop it." <laughs> so um, I am interested in this, and I have owned lots of exercise equipment. I have a stationary bike downstairs. I have a treadmill, well, elliptical trainer down there. Um, but tell me, tell the folks how we started talking about this. Um, okay, I'll tell the folks. Huh? It was because you said, oh, I'm thinking about getting a rowing machine that has video. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's and how I we said, started oh, going. I'm suddenly obsessed with Peloton, but <laughs> I don't have the the, the stationary bike. And, that's right. And of um, course, I've been seeing, you know, the, the Peloton ads and stuff, but... Yeah, that's exactly right. There was a there's a machine put well there's the the classic rowing machine is a concept too. And every they call it an erg trainer and every rower in the world who who does, you know, what do they call that kind of rowing skulls and mm-hmm. eight man boats and all that kind of stuff that I've never done. Crew, um, they row crew. They row crew, they all know this machine. Yeah. And it's a love-hate relationship and you know it it um it's it's everywhere. And it's about a thousand bucks. So it's very reasonably priced. They last forever. I have one downstairs I've had for, I don't even know how long. And, um, and do you use it? And the answer is, um, yes, I was. <laughs> and then I hurt my back playing polo and then I, I stopped and I never got back on it. But what was, what was interesting about it is that I could hook it up. I could hook the concept to up to a computer and it would show me um, a gra- a graphic race. Uh, you know, I could put boats in there. It was all graphics and it wasn't great graphics, but it was okay graphics. So it's like sort of mildly smart. It's mi- Yeah, it's mildly smart. It would track me against um, the settings that I put the other boats on. Oh, cool. Or I could randomize it. And so I could make it so somebody is going to come up hard and fast and go by me and then fail, you know, and then, then slow down and I could potentially catch them. So racing against, you know, my, whatever my speed was, which, which was made it much more fun, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so I have a concept, too. But, man, I have not been getting down into the gym. And it is so, it my back's good enough now where I should be back on it. But my my some of my uh, guys that work for me took it over to the office. And now <laughs> it's, it's too far. It's too far away. It's at the <laughs> office, which is like 300 yards <laughs> Definitely too far well, to go. So the reason that it was intriguing that you brought up that you were thinking of buying yet another rowing machine was that Peloton has been rumored. So the idea behind 
Peloton is they want to be the apple of exercise. Like They want to have an exercise empire with different kinds of machines. And the next obvious one is a rowing machine. And there is um, a fantastic company that already basically makes the Peloton of rowing, which is a rowing machine with a nice, beautiful screen and a streaming... I don't know how they do it exactly, but it must be some sort of class that tells you what to do. or um, And it shows yeah, you like have, on the water yeah, and it's 200, beautiful. 200 classes on the water and now, and they've done something really remarkable. And, and it's that called is Hydro. They, this company is called Hydro. Hydro. It's not, it's not Peloton. And they stream live rowing. I mean, they, they say they have nine cameras on a boat going live at a certain time every day, I think on the Miami Intercoastal Waterway in one place or the Charles River up in Boston in the summertime, mm. which is remarkable when you think about it. You're out there really with the real thing. I mean, dolphins are jumping out there, you know? It's like <laughs> they had one one thing where I, I think some sort of man, man uh, stingray of some sort jumped in the guy's boat. What? And they, he had to stop and get it out, you know? What? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm making That's that crazy. up. I, I think I read that. Well, so, so there's a whole bunch of rumors that Peloton is going to buy Hydro or because develop. Hydro patented some of this stuff. Okay. See, they protected themselves. Maybe. I mean, everybody, I'm sure Peloton was like, do we need to buy these guys or can we get around this? And standing in the way, maybe, of Peloton buying them is that Hydro just got $20 million from a private equity company that's funded mm. part of Peloton. So they are some of the original capital in Peloton. Now they're some of the original capital in Hydro. So that could either be in the way of a deal or it could be, hey, we're all in the same family. Let's yeah. just make this happen. Yeah. But right? I think regardless, I don't know if they'll buy Hydro or if they'll develop their own machine, but clearly rowing they'll is next. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the that's what Peloton's looking at. They want to have... They want to come out with a smart bike. So the bike that you buy now for more than $2,000 is, if you can believe it, not actually a smart bike. It's smart in that it has a couple of, um, and it knows like your speed and your cadence and the, um, the resistance that you have, obviously. But it doesn't have power pedals that tell you all of the fancy, like very high-end cycling pieces of information that um, connected pedals can give you. And oh, interesting. So, it's not the highest technology. No. And you're is it paying, one of the highest prices? You're paying for a dumb bike. <laughs> a dumb bike. Yeah. Wow. So Nordic but, Track has like a, a bike for 1600 bucks. Are we saying that that's better bike or? No, we are not saying that. Um, okay. I'm looking them up here. I'm looking. Best stationary bike. Well, there's no, it's not about best stationary bike or not, it's about which one has the streaming classes that connect with the bike. So okay. Okay, there are there enough. are bikes that you can get that have these fancy pedals and stuff. But so the next, the, in addition to the rowing machine, the next thing that Peloton will be doing, I think, is this does not like come from any actual knowledge, but my opinion is that Peloton will come out with a smart bike and then have... Um, kind of like better and best the way Apple does with with their mm -hmm. products. So it's like, mm -hmm. here's the really, really fancy one that you can pay probably more than 4000 for. And here's the regular one, which is also great. And if you're not a serious cyclist, you really don't need that other um, info that comes from having the connected pedals. So and apparently you could just take your outdoors bike and stick it on a 
some sort of spinning device and you can do it right in your living room with your own bike and still you totally can somehow access Peloton's stuff. Which this is, is what, what you I'm, did? This is what I'm saying, but you don't yeah. have all the same features. So right. I am missing out on some things by not owning so, the bike. But so the thing what, is, I don't really care. So, you know. So this is what I'm trying to drive at. Obviously, the yes. next thing on our list of four things, <laughs> Char, <laughs> right? Charlie's list of four things. Now that we've decided we are totally capable of understanding this business and it's fun and we're interested in it and we can look up all kinds of stuff, who's got the cool stuff, Yeah. right? Yeah. Is what's the moat? What, what are these guys, what are they building that's protecting them against competition so that they can keep their prices and their margins high, whether, and then the people are going to go buy this, whether we're in a deflationary environment, which we may be in right now, or an inflationary environment, which we might be in in five years. Mm-hmm. We want a company that's Coca-Cola-like. It, you know, it can increase its prices and it's such a strong brand that people are going to buy it even if, you know, maybe the reduced number of people, they're going to buy it. It's the thing of choice. We we think it's the thing of choice. So what what is it about this that gives it a moat? So I see two, str- one really strong moat. So let's talk about that one first and then one that's a little less strong. Well, before we even do, let me, before we even do, let's eliminate some moats here. Okay. Okay. So first off, is this a low price guy? No. No. <laughs> no chance. So that's out. No. All right. Um, so their target, they want to be a Mercedes, not, Definitely. not a Fiat or something. Definitely. Okay. All right. So if you want to see something funny, there's a really funny Twitter Twitter thread where some guy posted all these pictures that Peloton puts out of the bike in people's homes. And the homes are all like five million dollar glass houses <laughs> that live in the forest or like over at my mountain chalet and there's mm-hmm. nothing in the living room besides a peloton <laughs> like this is the vibe that peloton is consciously putting out they are definitely trying to be mercedes they're more okay. they're trying to be tesla really that's awesome all right second thing is a toll bridge can i just do this some other way yeah, you can do this other ways. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're not a toll bridge. I can do it some other way. I can get, remember just the toll bridge thing is I'm in Sausalito in California and I want to go to San Francisco. It's five bucks to go over the bridge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can, uh, you know, I can do it another way. I can go. You can take the ferry. To Richmond Bay Bridge. I can take the ferry. I can come back around. I can drive an hour and a half. I can get there, but it's so crappy getting there and so not fun and actually will cost me more in the long run um, that I'm not going to do that. So in that sense of a toll bridge, are your workarounds so crappy that you really isn't worth it? I, I really need to go do Peloton. No, the workarounds are all good. The workarounds are awesome. <laughs> okay. Scratch the toll bridge. Just, we can do this other opinion, ways. And having not tried every fitness app out there, they're not quite as good. I'm enjoying this one. But no, there's lots of workarounds. Lots of workarounds. Okay. Um, all right. Next one is, <clears throat> is there a secret that Peloton has here? Something they've patented that you can't copy. Which there is. Is there? Hmm. There is. What do they got? They were smarty pants and they patented their design, their invention of a bike with a streaming tablet with a leaderboard on it. 
And mm. so that combination, and then there's actually four patents. Well, there's probably more than four patents, probably a bunch of them. But there were four patents that they cited in a lawsuit against a competing company. Ooh, it's so, been tested. It's oh, It's been tested. So as everybody who's tried out boutique spinning studios will know, Dad, have you ever tried out a boutique spinning studio? No, I've never done it. Although no? it really looks like a heck of a workout, which is probably why I haven't ever done it. It looks like a heck of a workout. <laughs> so Get these generally, super fit athletes out there sweating like... In yeah, major yeah. American and European cities, there's been a trend now for a bunch of years for these spin studios where you go, you pay like... It's like really expensive. You pay like 30 to 38 bucks for one class and you reserve your bike in advance because everybody's got like what spot in the room they want to be in. And there's an instructor who's very charismatic and leads the class like in a very cool way. And you go through this like experience and they usually have the room be all dark. And it's like there's sometimes the instructor is on a bike that's on a podium surrounded by candles. And I'm not, I'm not joking about this. Whoa. <laughs> so it's like a whole thing. And Peloton has not done that. They they actually do have an in-person studio, but they they're not a they're not a uh, a chain of in-person studios. However, the two big players in in-person studio chains are SoulCycle, which was the first one to ever really make it work, and they're the ones who have the instructors surrounded by candles. And then their competitor is Flywheel. And different people like SoulCycle than like Flywheel. Flywheel has a leaderboard, just like Peloton does. And everybody in the class can see where they are in comparison to each other. So it's competitive if you want it to be, or you can ignore the leaderboard, which of course is what I did. And then SoulCycle is like no competition, no leaderboard. It's all about just having an incredible experience and really making it be like, you're being your best person. This thing is amazing. You know, all of that kind of stuff. So those are the differences. Flywheel came out with a bike that is almost the same as Peloton's. So it's an in-home stationary bike with a nice big screen built into the bike. And because Flywheel's thing is to have this this competition, this leaderboard, they also have the leaderboard on there. So it's really was very, very similar to what Peloton did. And then there's a whole other thing of why would they want to compete against their own in-person studios, which makes no sense to me. But they decided they wanted to. And they came out with this bike. And Peloton immediately sued them for breach of, for patent infringement. And they went through some litigation for a little while, not for very long. And there's a whole interesting, really interesting story on all the like background of like espionage between the companies and that Flywheel tried to steal things and then Peloton tried to steal things. And, you know, so what happened was that they ended up settling and Flywheel admitted patent infringement put out a press release saying that they had infringed upon Peloton's patent. This, by the way, is like very, very rare, this sort of thing. Usually it, it didn't, it was settled. It didn't, like, it wasn't even an order of a judge. They, they agreed to do this. Then, so full on, like full stop, like Peloton wins, basically it's settled, but they basically win. And Flywheel pulled its bike from the market 
And not only did they pull their bike from the market, they then let Peloton email everybody who had bought a flywheel bike to say, we will happily trade in your flywheel bike for a Peloton bike so that you can now be part of Peloton. Whoa. It's like beyond, like it's Wait, wait, wait. They gave them a Peloton bike as a trade-in to the... They traded it in. I'm not sure if, if people had to pay a little bit or what the details were, but, but you they... Gotta, you got to trade in on your flywheel you got bike to price. You got to trade it in and get a Peloton bike, yeah. Oh, it doesn't sound like their lawyers were like, hey, you need to just settle this or you're going out of business. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. So that means that wow. Peloton's patents have absolutely been tested and absolutely won, which blew me away. Yeah. When I started that's reading huge. about that. It's it's very, very rare. So Okay, so that's pretty modi right there. It's super modi. And what's interesting is that you mentioned Nordic Track. So Nordic Track also has a bike that's out. I mean, lots of people are trying, like, we're all at home, right? So everybody's yeah. trying to get into this. This is clearly the future of fitness. And um, and so Peloton has sued Nordic Track. That suit is ongoing. Nothing has happened that is public about that. Um and then SoulCycle, so that other in-person spin studio, is coming out with their own bike. And you can find it on their website, but it's not actually out yet. So I wasn't able to find anything about Peloton suing SoulCycle. And I'm not sure if it's because the bike's not out yet, so there's no actual harm yet. Or if it's because maybe SoulCycle has done something different enough with their app or their streaming or their bike to make it different enough that maybe Peloton thinks it's hasn't got as much of a chance. But somehow I feel like regardless, Peloton would go after them. So that's going to so be interesting to watch. And then you may have gone into this much deeper and you are a lawyer, so I will defer. But it seems to me that uh, it's likely that the real protection here isn't the bike per se, uh, so much as the uh, the leaderboard connected with a bike it sounds like that's what you you may be thinking is the actual secret well that's being protected no i mean they've got a number of patents so one of them is this bike with the leaderboard another one is the bike with streaming classes so oh. yeah so they've wow. they've covered their bases wow but what streaming the flywheel classes. yeah okay. but what the flywheel settlement was um was I think pretty much related to the streaming with the leaderboard. Hmm. Yeah. Do you mean other people can't stream a class on a bike? Well, that's the question. Woo. Yeah. Goodness. Like okay. it's serious well, that would be enough. A big it's serious enough that that's the question. So these guys kind of invented they did, they did. Well, yeah. I mean, that was bike. the that was actually the dispute between Flywheel and Peloton because Peloton claimed that they invented streaming on a bike and okay. clearly lost that argument. Okay. And so so they may have so the first thing is okay, we, we in the process of being capable of understanding, we would definitely make a note that they may have a very protectable secrets moat here that could last for over a decade, maybe a decade and a half before Why you could get attacked. Because patents don't last forever. No, but they last longer than a decade. Yeah, they about a decade and a half, right? 17 years? Is it 17 years? Mm, yeah. You're the lawyer. I'm trying Tell to remember. Law school. 
I'm not a patent lawyer. I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing we're going to hear a lot about that one. You morons! It's this much. You All right, morons! So, now I'm so there's look a potential up. secret. All right. Now, next one on the list that I, I love this this moat. If we can get it in something, and that is a switching moat. Twenty years, Dad. Twenty years for a patent. Okay, twenty. Thank you. Twenty years. I defer. So, so <laughs> I stipulate. 20 years. <laughs> so a switching mode, what, what is it? Is there a switching mode here? Which means once I load in this stuff and I've got the product, I am very reluctant to shift to something else. It's going to be painful, expensive, not fun to yeah. shift my dentist, to change my gynecologist, to yeah. my urologist, so whatever. There's right? definitely a switching mode for the people who buy the exercise equipment, which mm -hmm. again, there's two kinds of users here. There's the me kind and there's the, the exercise equipment buyer kind. So the people who have spent multiple thousands on one of these pieces of exercise equipment, they are, unless they have bazillions, they are not going to be buying randomly other versions of this same exercise equipment. No, so I can see that. Yeah, so they're so they're what, stuck with what, that. What, but people what's the like value me, of me being locked in then though. What what why is that a good thing? I already bought the equipment, so why is it valuable for me to be locked in? In other words, let me let I me I don't give understand you an the question. With with Coca-Cola, I'm locked in because I'm addicted to it. Okay? okay. Just say. I mm -hmm. love the taste, or whatever, I'm addicted to cocaine, whatever. Right, this is like when Coke got started, they had cocaine in it. All right, so now it's sugar, same mm -hmm. issue, maybe. So, I'm I, I really want a Coke, that's what I really want, and I've bought one, so mm -hmm. now I'm, I'm done. Well, no, I'm not done, I'm gonna drink that one, and mm -hmm. now I need another one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the value of a switching moat is that you have some sort of recurring revenue stream that people are locked into. So, for example, if I'm IBM and I put my equipment in the back of your bank, you're now locked into paying me for upgrades to the equipment, for 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 making sure the equipment's running, for software that I'm building on that equipment, yeah. and I have a recurring income stream. Well, these guys, you pay, if you own the bike or the treadmill, you pay $39 a month for the service. So that $39 a month is humongous to the business plan. If you're yeah. locked in to a switching moat, that baby right there is what these guys are building a company around. It looks to me like. So that's a recurring, just make a note there that recurring, everybody's just listening to this. Recurring income is kind of nirvana. If you have a business model that really works, what you have most of the time is recurring income. It's really quite painful to have to go out and get a new customer and yeah. another new customer. I agree. I mean, I think that's nice. Okay. So it's interesting that you think that's such a big deal because I didn't really think that that was such a big deal. I mean, yes, you pay every month, but you could also just go, I don't want to pay this anymore. And I'm just going to sort of disconnect my bike. And I still have a bike that's not connected to anything. And, you know, it is possible, right? Well, right. Doesn't no? that just sort of completely throw out why I would ever buy this in the first place? I thought it was all about the right. connectivity. But that's why I think this is here's the actual moat. It's mm. the network effects, which is a subset of switching, right? So it's oh, yeah, you're paying the 39 bucks a month. Yes. 
But you can pay that for a Nordic track or you can pay that for if the Soul Cycle bike is allowed to come out, you can pay that for the Soul Cycle bike. But what's really, I think, sticky is that... Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll back up one step. <clears throat> We've just said that we think these guys have a patent on streaming on a bike. And now you're saying that Nordic track charges $39. What am I getting for 39 bucks or 29 or whatever they charge? I'm lost. Uh, what do you mean? Well, you said that Nordic, you could pay... Well, they still exist, Nordic Track. They haven't put them out of business yet on their bike. And like Nordic technically, Track Technically, you can go buy a Nordic Track today, their bike. Sure. But what do I... Why am I paying a recurring fee to Nordic Track? What do I get? You get the streaming classes. Okay. So they're streaming on Nordic Track. Yeah. That's, in spite of this patent. Correct. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially the same product. Okay. Everybody's right, so. everybody's coming out with essentially the same product. Gotcha. It's streaming on a bike okay. or streaming on a treadmill or streaming on a rower. Mm -hmm. So the part that I think is really sticky is that as Peloton has entered this space so much earlier than everybody else, people are starting to use Peloton instead of Nordic Track and definitely instead of SoulCycle since you can't even buy their product. And um, because of that, and because you have, you get the app and you get the, um, I, whether it's on the bike or just on your phone or your tablet, you do the thing, they have a whole social network. So you do the thing where you like find your friends and then you see what your friends are up to and your friends can see what you're up to. And as I said in the very beginning of this whole thing, you can take classes with your friends. And that mm -hmm. makes it really a lot more fun as somebody who maybe is not so excited about exercising to actually show up to that class and actually do it and therefore actually use their product. And so they actually give you like, they have this thing where they give you badges and stuff of like, yay, you did your 10th ride. So you get a badge that says you did a ride with a friend. And so they actually really consciously encourage this kind of behavior. And so I was talking to my friend who ordered the Peloton and she said she looked at the other at the other kinds of bikes. She looked at the Nordic track, which is cheaper. And she was just she literally this is literally what she told me. She said, I thought about getting the Nordic track and then I realized that everybody I know has a Peloton and why do I want to be the odd one out? So I got the Peloton. Ooh, definitely network. That's a effect. network. Yeah. And by the way, I'm looking at their um because Peloton's a new company, it doesn't have 10Ks. It has one 10Q a quarterly report out. But what it does have, when you dig back deep enough, um, is their S1 filing, which is the document that they produced to send out to the brokers that took it public mm -hmm. and to their investors. And that is usually quite complete. It's something the SEC takes very seriously. Mm -hmm. They look at it much harder than a 10K. Um, and this particular one has 823 pages. <laughs> it's a quite the tome here. Um, but right off the bat, Peloton gets to make its case. It's it, it, Somebody knows what they're doing here. And it comes out and says, we are a technology media software product experience fitness design retail apparel logistics company. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is cute. I've read and that then, too. It's to me a great sign they don't know what the heck they're doing. Right. But then they come over to two pages later with a big... Together, we go far. 
Yeah. So they know this network effect is huge. That's, huge. and I think you're right. It's a subset of switching. They're going to pick up the $39 a month, but they're locking you in because of this growing social network and the mm -hmm. kind of status of having a Peloton. I mean, no question their ads are really statusy, right? Yeah, like to, so, the, to the point of I mean, part of owning an yeah. Apple iPhone is status, right? I mean, it is the premier phone out there by far, and everybody knows it. And yeah, it's more expensive, but it's a status symbol. And so you'll see it in movies as a status symbol. Um, so okay. I, I'll buy that. Network effect, yeah. definitely. All right, so let's leave it there, and we will come back and finish the other moat options. Ooh, I want to do more on this. This is fun. We're this going really fun. long, Dad. I, We're way I'm, too long. People okay, complain about our episodes being too long. I hear okay, you guys. We're going to stop. But you know what? Right. It's... Yeah. Okay. Sometimes so we're going to come back. We're going to finish the moats and then we'll get into pricing. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. See you Thanks next everybody. Time. Bye. Bye. Time to go play. Hi guys. Thanks for listening to Invested. If you enjoyed this episode and you want more information or to listen to additional episodes, visit our website at investedpodcast.com and sign up for my virtual workshop right there. Spots are definitely limited for this event. I'm not kidding. They really are. They sell out very quickly. So everything discussed on this podcast, by the way, is either my opinion or it's Danielle's opinion. And I'm really important. It's not to be taken as investing advice because I am not your financial advisor, nor have I considered your personal situation as your fiduciary. So remember that you're on your own here. This podcast is for your entertainment and education only. And I really hope you enjoyed it.